1: Let's get started.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode of Press This, we're doing our monthly Word Around the Campfire episode, where we review news and updates from across the WordPress community. It's been an exciting month here for our July. we Around the Campfire episode. Preceding this episode, we had WordCamp EU, uh, we had exciting announcements in the WordPress ecosystem, and we're gonna be covering all of that here today. Joining us for that discussion, we have uh, two folks who've joined us for Word Around the Campfire episodes and more in the past. I'd like to first start off by introducing Doc Pop of Torque Mag. Doc, welcome to the show. Hey, David. It's good to be here. Awesome, awesome. And then also joining us, uh, often host of Press This, uh, guest host, I guess you would, uh, and WordPress core committer and contributor, Mr. Anthony Burchell. Anthony, welcome back to Press This.
3: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, good deal. Well, we have a bunch of stuff to cover today. As I mentioned before, um, really, really active month in WordPress. Of course, Word can't be you um, having a big, you know, big part of that, you know, essentially news cycle. So I wanted to talk about some of that here today. Uh, For those of you that weren't able to make it to WordCamp EU, it occurred essentially the third week in June uh, in Berlin, Germany. Uh, it was held at a hotel called the Estrel Hotel, which uh, I don't know if anyone here knew that, but it's actually the biggest hotel in Berlin. Really? Uh, I know, oh, right? I know that. It didn't look that big, did it? It wasn't like this massive hotel. It was pretty big. It
3: had a lot of secret places for sure.
2: <laughs> it did. It did. Um, it was a good place, but it had the conference center within it. It was really nice to have everybody in one spot. Uh, not have to go everywhere. As a matter of fact, one of the secret places it had, Anthony, I don't know if you saw this, but there was actually a piece of the Berlin Wall right there in the courtyard. So you didn't even have to leave the hotel to go check it out. It was kind of cool.
3: I did not believe that that was actually the wall when I first saw it. I was just no way.
2: Yeah, I guess I didn't really validate it. So I guess it could be like a fake wall. No,
3: it, it is. Yeah. It's
2: real. It is. Okay.
0: <laughs> the doctor, what do you think? Real or fake? Oh, yeah, it is. It's got a, a little plaque. Uh, talking about its authenticity, I, I I don't know if they moved it there or if there was I don't know where the the location of the wall is in relation to the estrel, but uh, it was definitely real.
2: Yeah, I feel like they moved it. Well, I'm glad there's that that plaque, and I wasn't like spreading fake news. I, I mm-hmm. put, took a picture and posted on Facebook too. So glad to hear you validated that. Um, but it was a fun word camp. There was the biggest word camp ever. Over 3,200 registrants. Um, that is huge. And it was such a such a powerful part to see everybody there in attendance. Um, There was about 2700, a little bit more that actually were able to make it. Um, And another interesting stat, 56% of people, it was their first WordCamp ever. Um, Such a big deal. Um, What about you, Doc and Anthony, did you guys run across any newbies while you were there?
3: Uh, I, I didn't see a lot. I, I guess you don't really recognize. It just looks like an ocean of people. And uh, <laughs> I did notice that, that uh, during Matt's talk, which I think we're going to talk, talk about a little later, it was just the biggest I've ever seen as far as like chairs and scale is awesome.
2: It was pretty impressive. I think Camp US uh, was also impressive for his state of the mm-hmm. word talk there. But yeah, with all those attendees, it was pretty cool. i um, also like to shoot a shout out to some of my uh, friends and partners, I guess, out there that got to see there. They were really doing some really interesting stuff. Um, WPMU Dev had a booth there, um, and we're showing off some of their products and their renewed focus on some of their uh, plugins within their suite. Um, Inspide was there, a global agency, um, really cool folks, a lot of them there out of Germany, but servicing customers around the world. Um, Codable was there in force all over the place. Automaticians were all over the place as well through all their various products. But I'll tell you, it was hard to spot them because they were all wearing their volunteer shirts. I um, <laughs> just gotta really do a shout out to Automatic. And, and you know obviously they, they spend a lot of, of money and, and energy in, in supporting WordPress in general. Um, but to see so many of them wearing, wearing their volunteer shirts was definitely inspiring. Um, pragmatic was there, the agency of the UK, David Lockie was our guest on the last press this, that was pretty cool, um, experience to get out to hang out with them looking for, uh, ways they're working to support WordPress community. I think you're kind of unique and interesting. Uh, Google had a big booth there. They were showing off their new site kit plugin as well as capabilities around AMP and things like that. Um, Weston router was there theory was there for those of you in the community know those individuals and certainly Alberto who heads up their CMS team Um, really cool stuff they had going on big commerce was there showing off their new e-commerce plugin for WordPress Um, HubSpot and so 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 many more Um, certainly obviously the bellwethers in the community as well Um, but it was a really fun and I I felt um, just nice time to be able to spend with people hear what they were up to and then you know learn a little bit in the process Mm -hmm. Um, so Anthony, we talked a second ago though about newbies and I know you said you didn't see any WordCamp newbies that you recognized in the sea of people. Um, but I know that you were, um, helping some newbies at least in the core contributing concepts, context during Contributor Day. And for those that don't know about Contributor Day, maybe you could like help explain what it is and then could you give us a rundown of what happened at Contributor Day, um, at WordCamp here?
3: Yeah. So... Contributor Day is the day that uh, usually, typically, it, it, it comes after the the event. Uh, in this case, we actually did it the day before the event. And what it, what we do is we, we take advantage of the time that we're all together and try and make WordPress better in that time. And and we do it in the form of various ways. Like, uh, there are 34 team leads that make up different uh, focuses around the core project. So there are team leads that are focusing on PHP, JavaScript, JavaScript. Uh, uh, Organizing WordCamps, even theme review, there's so many different teams to, um, to contribute to. So uh, what, what, what's inspiring about it is, is there's always new people that are asking, how do I get involved in the WordPress community? And, and oftentimes, you just point them to a table and you say, what, what, what excites you? Um, And in in this time we had uh, 167 new contributors that that for the first time contributed to WordPress core in different ways. Uh, And maybe not necessarily WordPress core but on on those other teams as well. And uh, there were also 230 experienced contributors at, at the event. Um, and yeah, that was, it was just a massive, it actually took up two floors of just people coding and writing and designing and it was just really, really inspiring. I remember in an earlier
2: episode of Press This this Year, you and I kind of uncovered a little bit about you know, how you can contribute to WordPress or WordPress core, some of the strategies for getting noticed, you know, getting your contributions accepted. And it sounds like contributor day is kind of a key part in that because you get that FaceTime, you get to hear the problems firsthand, and you also get to work with some of the leads mm-hmm. to help understand like what would be important for them. Would you would you say that that's like, a key part in like people's contribution journey?
3: That's how I uh, got started. It was, I think, like WordPress 4.1, I believe, or 4.0, uh, and I went to a contributor day, and, and I just sat around and listened and just found a way where I can plug myself into a conversation and then... Just worked on some code it was amazing
2: now I have a friend who's getting into contributing to core i won 't use him by name because I didn't ask him if I could, but uh, you know I know one of the things he was talking about is like, well look in order to do this i've really got to get my local development environment in shape i've got to get everything kind of set up for my workflow to be able to effectively do that and I remember you were telling me about contributor day and helping people with that. Um, for in, in the high level to to get their first commit into core, mm-hmm. so um, maybe for those that are a little like put off, not knowing exactly what to do, maybe you can give them a little insight into what you did at WordCamp Europe. Anyways,
3: yeah, so the there, there's actually a table uh, uh, for. It, just local environment setup, because that's typically the hardest part. Uh, we use uh, VVV, it's like a combination of Vagrant and VirtualBox and all these great things. Um, and, and the reason we, we we encourage the use of that is because it, standardi- it standardizes the development workflow um, across every contribution. Um, and what I found was really interesting is there were a lot of first-time contributors that I was helping set up their environments, and then they were just jumping into the code. They weren't looking for good first bugs, they were writing like, you know, big, big pieces of code and and making great changes. Um, and, and then that was their first contribution. I thought that was incredible that they were just not going for the low-hanging fruit, but actually took on challenges.
2: I know, I like this. If they had listened to our strategy talk on contributing from a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago, I think they would still be working on that <laughs> getting hands-on right there at World Camp Europe um, through Contributor Day. Uh, obviously, is a great way to, you know, get a head start or kind of leapfrog on some of those steps. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing, interesting note here real quick, is that um, every WordCamp has a contributor day for the most part, and obviously, there's different teams and different focuses and different levels of impact you can have at each one, but even if you can't make it to, you know, a big one like WordCamp US or WordCamp Europe, there's still your local camp where you can still make meaningful contributions um, on contributor day, uh, generally in the city where you live, least a big city nearby. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about Contributor Day because I know there was you know, lots of hubbub around all different aspects and we're going to dive into Matt's talk and all the other stuff. Um, but I want you all to hang tight and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break.
4: Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts, Intended Consequences, Marketing on Purpose.
5: What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? Or Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now.
1: Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I am in the middle of our episode Word Around the Campfire with news from around the WordPress ecosystem, heavily focusing on WordCamp Europe for our July episode of Word Around the Campfire. Right before the break, we were talking with Anthony Burchell, WordPress committer and contributor about Contributor Day at WordPress. I'm sorry, WordCamp Europe. And I um, wanted to kind of dig into a little bit more. And I know one of the things that's popped up in you know, the recent versions of WordPress that's been on everybody's mind is site health. And I know that site health got some coverage there at WordCamp Europe. So I was hoping you could give us some insights into site health and some of the things that surfaced during Contributor Day.
3: Yeah, so what was interesting is uh, I, I was the team lead for the core PHP table. And what our focus was for PHP was site health for that, for that, uh, for that Contributor Day. And what actually ended up coming about from this is a, a brand new component that will have its own specific table to focus on site health. So now the component has been moved out of the core PHP umbrella and it has been brought into its own component to be managed and maintained in, in all the great ways that we've been doing.
2: So for those like unfamiliar with the concept of components and the core universe, could you try to abstract that out a little bit? So yeah. what does that mean?
3: I'll give you an example. Uh, so, so the components are the different segments of, of the code. And one that I'm very active in is called uh, Media, and Media has a bunch of subcomponents: components so There are uploads, galleries, and others. So these components are ways for, uh, for maintainers of the project uh, to, to focus in on what they're really good at or what they're really excited about. Um, and now that site Health has its own component, we can now have a more focused effort on making that better. And that's really exciting. And what it also does is uh, PHP can now focus on what PHP should be focusing on, which is modernizing PHP.
2: So. Okay, so for the layman out there, the the rough idea is that essentially it's a it's a chunk of code that needs um, or deserves special attention and maintenance and deserves an owner or owners mm-hmm. who may support it. And so what you're saying is that site health is now essentially a separate and maintained component.
3: That is correct. Yeah. And
2: for those unfamiliar with site health, really what it is is part of core. It checks for things that might be problematic with your WordPress and then gives you feedback on whether. Um, actions that you could take to help remediate that is things like PHP versioning and site health. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you're running on an old version of PHP or outdated WordPress, things along those lines, it'll kind of nudge you and say, Hey, you really should fix that thing for security or performance or functionality even um, depending on the error. Sure. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right, doc, you've been sitting patiently uh, waiting for, for your primary section. Uh, so, so patient. Okay. I'm the most patient here. You're the most patient. Okay. Oh Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, I want to test that somehow, but uh, maybe that's another episode. Um, but you know, Matt gave his talk at WordCamp york but of course, this wasn't the you know state of the word like he does at US. Um, it was kind of had a different feel. Historically, it would be kind of more q a for Matt, but it was interesting because they kind of broke it up into two sections this time, and I, I want you to kind of help us understand exactly what was covered. Doc, but I'm trying to orient everybody kind of to the what. So half of it was Matt kind of giving a presentation on the future of Gutenberg and some other aspects of WordPress, and then the last half was q and I think uh, before we get into the details on Matt's talk, I think one of the more interesting moments was when uh, the first question asked was from a gentleman. Who was really making a case, a really actually difficult to understand case, but it was one of those questions where he just keeps babbling about some overarching theme he wanted to get across and wasn't asking a question. And I thought it was really well handled by the moderator kind of coming out and saying, sir, this sounds like a blog post, not a question. Can you (laughs) ask the question? And then the gentleman didn't ask the question. And then he's like, sir, this still sounds like a blog post. You're not being respectful of other people's time. Um, Can you please ask your question? And I thought I was really a big fan of that and that move because really, I feel like putting that pressure on the speaker, in that case, Matt, um, to kind of enforce the you know, nuances of mediation, uh, being a mediator is, is is not a great position to put those kind of people in. And so I felt that the WordCamp Europe organizing community did a really good job by making sure the moderator was present to help keep the conversations focused, Um, and um, to help make sure that everyone had their time to find out what they wanted to learn about. Um, So just a tip to those folks. I
0: I remember uh, last year, before they had that system, it was very much an airing of grievances where sometimes questions seemed on track, and then uh, somebody would go off script with uh, something about the deep state or something, uh, you know. uh, (laughs) And it's like, it's like ooh, like this is, Matt's going to try his best to answer this. But um, yeah, the moderator system seems the best way to do that.
2: Uh, yeah, it's like Festivus, right? It's the airing of grievances, I guess. I guess once a year they're in Europe. But uh, you know, I thought Matt did a good job of answering the questions, even the ones he might have found you know, awkward or weird. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job of you know, addressing that person's concern and giving them an answer that you know, he felt was adequate. They may or may not have. It's up to them. Um, but I was, I was really impressed by that. So I just wanted to make sure to, to do that shout out. Okay. Now nobody cares about that. I think although it is pretty fun. Um, doc, let's talk about what Matt actually said during the talk and you guys have done some coverage of this on Torque. Um, so maybe you give us a rundown of like what were some of the things that Matt was talking about during his presentation?
0: Well, there was a couple of uh, fun things that he uh, kicked off with, uh, being that we're in the middle of the, the democratic, uh, uh kind of candidates running against each other. He mentioned uh, that 21 of the 24 current Democratic uh, candidates uh, for U.S. president are using WordPress. Uh, I I assume the other three are uh, Drupal or uh, something, who knows. But uh, WhiteHouse.gov also switched uh, from Drupal to WordPress. So that was just a fun little stat he threw out there. Um, I like
2: that. Do you, you think you'll give us a list of the 21 of 24? So, you know, folks in the U.S. can use that uh, CMS choice to help balance their voting decision? Yeah, I was trying to figure out who the
0: three were. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
2: not I know, sure right? I got my guesses.
3: I found a, a Joe Biden has WordPress, so that eliminates okay. him. He was right. the first one I went for. Beto is
2: from Texas and WordPress is from Texas. So be, I heard is right? WordPress. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to figure this out.
3: <laughs> well,
0: uh, yeah, and, and as I mentioned, uh, Whitehouse.gov switched from Drupal to WordPress, and that actually brings us to a, another kind of Drupal thing. Drupal now has uh, Gutenberg, and they, they've been working on this for a while, but I guess uh, it looks like the official release came out at the end of May. Uh, so Drupal and WordPress are now working with the Gutenberg ecosystem for uh, for block editing, which is uh, great for the open source community. It'd be, see- it'd be cool to see... Uh, more, more CM, CMS is kind of adopting that and see Gutenberg grow. That's uh,
2: cool. What else, uh, helping in the Gutenberg space? I know you spent a lot of time on that.
0: Well, yeah, the, the, the um, the block directory is probably going to be one of the biggest things there. Um, that's going to be uh, a way to find new Gutenberg blocks. It's very similar to the plugin directory. And, and in fact, uh, Matt said that, uh, there will probably be a top level navigation in wordpress.org for, uh, Gutenberg plugins, just like there is for regular plugins. Uh, so that's gonna be exciting, and he showed a, a little screen of that in action. Uh, did either of you guys see, see that?
2: I did, uh, I think there's a lot of excitement there. I know people are trying to come to terms with all these block plugins and block libraries, so I know that you know this is an interesting direction, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how the ecosystem reacts in terms of the blocks they're making and how they might interact with this directory. So I think it's exciting to watch for sure.
0: Uh, and uh, there was a couple other, it was, it was a mostly Gutenberg kind of heavy bit during Matt's uh, uh, speech. And he mentioned that uh, there's going to be a lot of improvements to uh, motion editing, uh, kind of like subtle little UI, uh, the the navigation block. Uh, there was, there was a, uh, Oh yeah, the, the WordPress for uh, mobile is gonna have big Gutenberg improvements as well. Uh, so that's gonna be a big step. That's something that they, they started with the web first and now that that seems pretty solid, the, the mobile editing experience is very Gutenberg heavy, which is great because when you're traveling and you're on your phone, it's a, a little tricky to use in the past.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: The Gutenberg stuff was definitely very interesting. I know he also announced the snap to grid feature with those blocks. Yeah, didn't I, I didn't catch, catch that.
0: that. No,
3: I didn't yeah, catch so. that one. Yeah, so that actually allows uh, like theme developers to define grid widths and you can snap things like images and layouts to those grids I think I'm most excited about that feature I
2: know right like after I remember when Matt talked about that and I came out I was talking to a few people I was like it's not a good thing looks kind of interesting uh you know I'm kind of curious you know how people are going to like that and then I remember I talked to you Anthony and you're like I love that thing and I was like oh okay I got it got it got it Uh, I think certainly for those you know looking for consistency in design and all the other aspects of that that you benefit from Uh, That's another big one. But yeah, uh, I thought it was a really good talk. Um, I thought the the questions from the community were mostly thoughtful, a couple of standouts. um, But in general, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Doc, thanks for that rundown. Um, I want to dig more, though, into some of the news. We're going to take a quick break, though, and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
5: All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte?
0: You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing.
5: Right, right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay,
1: let us help you grow your
5: business. Bailey?
1: So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule.
5: Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim, you'll be wondering, where has this company
1: been my whole life? Tim? Tim? Sorry.
0: Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous.
1: Holy guacamole, that's good stuff.
5: Ah, now you have me making puns.
1: Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com
4: rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The Web Marketing
5: Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today.
1: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on
2: Webmaster FM. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our Word Around the Campfire episode for July 2019, covering news and updates from around the WordPress community. I wanted to t- take a little bit of a turn still talking about WordCamp EU and explore a little bit of some of the interactions that I had while I was there um, particularly from those in the Genesis community. And of course, for those unaware, Genesis is a theme framework and has its kind of own sub-community within WordPress. I think that's actually one of my favorite parts of WordPress are all the sub-communities of all mm-hmm. these different products and frameworks um, that people really get behind and you know, identify with. Elementor has a great community. Beaver Builder has a great community. Um, a lot of these folks have sub-communities that you know, fundamentally support each other and in turn support the WordPress project. Um, but I spent a lot of time with the Genesis community, mainly because, you know, for my day job, I actually engage with that community quite a bit, um, for a lot of reasons. And I think it was interesting. And I think I saw these themes also in WordPress core and some of the things Matt talked about, and that was translations. Um, Genesis has a sub essentially project, which supports translations for the framework, um, but it's not rolled into core. And so out of all the people I talked about, that was one of their biggest requests, Um, when we talked about features was the inclusion of translations in the genesis framework now of course matt during his talk also talked about the future of wordpress core itself and integrating translations within to WordPress core um, for sites that serve multiple languages. There's of course already different versions of WordPress in different languages, but rather the sites you build and natively in and core supporting that. Um, so obviously I think from the European community with so many countries so close by and most brands servicing people from multiple countries that may speak different languages, I think the pressure there to support those capabilities is more acute. Um, than it is say in North America, particularly for U.S. audiences. Obviously, Canada is dealing with English and French, so um, there are various uh, when it comes to translations. Um, but that was a big thematic thing. Um, the other thing that was really interesting were really just the people, and not only just the subcommunities within technologies, but the subcommunities within countries. One of my favorite moments from a word camp was from Paris two years ago when I spent uh, an evening on the lawn of the Eiffel Tower drinking Polish vodka with a <laughs> contingent of Polish word campers <laughs> and was introduced to them by a gentleman named Olak, another one named Bartek, and we just sat there on the lawn drinking, uh, I think it was homemade Polish vodka, I mean, it was their favorite Polish vodka, whatever, I didn't go blind, whatever it was, but we sat there drinking it there on the, the, the lawn, it was so, so special. And I got to repeat that in a sense in Berlin, this time with the Spanish community. A gentleman named Nawai of Codico Genesis, he's part of the Genesis community, but also a leader in Spain for the Spanish community and got to sit on the side of the river there. And I forget the name of the river that flows through Berlin, but anyways, there's a little park there, got to sit on the side there. And uh, drink with them and, and just converse uh, late into the night in Berlin. That was a really, really special moment. I also learned some interesting things about the Spanish word press community. There's more word camps in Spain than any other place except for the U.S. So well, thought I thought that didn't was pretty that. cool. Very, very active community. There are so many cool people around the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so in any case, it was a lot of fun, definitely would recommend um, you check out a WordCamp and look for those opportunities to have those experiences yourself. The last thing I'll mention before we end the show here, another big piece of news last week I'm sure you, if you've been paying attention you might have noticed, but WP Engine bought a company called Flywheel. They're a hosting provider specializing in agencies, particularly design agencies. Um, and That uh, was announced um, you know, basically in late June. Um, and was a pretty big deal. Um, there'll be an AMA on uh, WordPress hosting on Thursday the 11th, so if you'd like to learn more information about the acquisition, you can check it there. Uh, certainly, the WP Engine blog post has an information has information around the acquisition. I think for those listening, if you are a flywheel customer, I think the number one thing I'll mention is that WP Engine has no plans to change the pricing. I know that's come up quite a bit here and there on social, um, but just to reassure you, you know, business continuity is certainly important to WP Engine. So just wanted to relay that one little bit of information, but certainly a big uh, news item in the community. So I wanted to mention it here Word Around the Campfire. If you have any questions in, in general or specific, also feel free to tweet at me at wp david I'll be happy to answer what I can and uh, point you in the right direction. Well, in any case, I um, hope you all enjoyed this episode of Press This and Word Around the Campfire, especially all the news we brought from WordCamp EU. Hopefully you don't have too much FOMO, but if you did, maybe that'll encourage you to go to WordCamp US on November 1st. So uh, in any case, thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.